Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. Right. Let's get into our word on today. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. We're going to be looking at that in the Message Bible. We're in part three of our theme for this year, which is the word revive. And by definition, this word revive means to refresh. It means to breathe new life into, to bring new consciousness. It means to bring back or restore to life. It means to give new strength or energy to. And that is what we our central focus for this year is. Post-COVID and all of those things that are going on, the church needs to be revived. Come on, say amen to that. And so revive, uh, when the Lord gave this to us, he was telling us that we needed to be revived spirit, soul, and body. Come on, say all of me. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 in the Message Bible says, May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul, and body, which means there's a wholeness, right, that the spirit should be experiencing. There is a wholeness that the soul should be experiencing, and there is a wholeness that the body should be experiencing. The Bible says that, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. So we need a fit spirit, we need a fit soul, and we need a fit body. Come on, say amen to that. And the Bible goes on to say the one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. Can be a very confusing text, especially when you look at it in the King James. It says, faithful is he who will perform it. And when you hear that, it almost sounds like if there's anything that's going to be done, spirit, soul, or body, that it is not our, our responsibility or our partnership with God to get it done, that it is solely on God to do it, that if he said it, he's going to do it. And yes, that is true, but he does it with our cooperation. You are the catalyst to the blessing in your life. Are you listening? And so, man, I had, a, I, wanted, I had so much. We said so much on last week, and I wanted to review a whole bunch of that, but I got a lot to throw on you today. I may just bounce around a little bit. So we said that holiness, holiness, and wholeness is health. Both of those, holiness is health. Holiness is not a dread. Matter of fact, holiness, if you really want a true definition according to Scripture of what holiness is, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Verse 16 at the top says, Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Skip down to verse 22. says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, meekness, gentleness, long-suffering, temperance, and faith, and against us there is no law. The fruit. It didn't say fruits. It said fruit. So it's not fruits of the Spirit. It is the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, meekness, gentleness, long-suffering, temperance, and faith. You got it? And so that is holiness. When we're, when we're operating in the fruit of the Spirit, then you and I, we're operating in holiness. Not a long dress, not all white, not, you know, no earrings, no makeup. No, 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 no. God never gave us those things, those outward expressions to say to us that we're being holy. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Holiness is also not a religion. Holiness is a way of life. You may want to write that down in your notes and hold tight to that. And so I revive... Uh, theme statement uh, is it is important that the church be dressed properly. 
The church is to be suited in Christ. So we've been, we're unpacking this entire year, this in Christ revelation. What does it now mean for us to be in Christ, right? I'm all about going back to the Old Testament. We need the Old Testament because without the old, we would not have the new. But precious people of God, the Old Testament is an incomplete revelation. As a matter of fact, the only reason you're able to understand the Old Testament the way you understand it is because you have Jesus, Without Jesus, you would still be in an incomplete revelation because Jesus said it like this. He said, search the scriptures for in them you think you have life, but they are talking about me. He even told the Pharisees, he said, if you really believe Moses and the prophets, you believe me because they were talking about me. So Jesus is the fullness of what they were trying to complete. And if you want to know God, then you, you have to look at God through the lens or the eyeglasses or the or, or, or a theological term would be through the hermeneutic filter of Jesus Christ. You are not supposed to look around Christ and look back to the Old Testament. It's an incomplete revelation. It's pointing to him. So why would you look past the one that the Old Testament is pointing to to try to understand it? You understand it when you look at the one that he's pointing to. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's move. And so I do want to do some review because I, I want to pull us all up to speed because you've been fasting. And, and so you've probably been more my, uh, uh, stomach thinking than minded thinking. So I want to help you out a little bit. We said healing and health falls under promise. I'm not going to go over the scripture. We said that food was given for nourishment, for sustenance, and, and that food is substance used in the body to sustain growth, and vital processes and to nourish uh, uh, and to furnish energy to the body. We said you can't bless what your body rejects. That the body is talking to us, telling us what blesses it, but are, are we or have we learned how to hear our bodies? Or are we more concerned with taste than we are healing? We talked about how Paul told Timothy over there in 1 Corinthians, 1 Timothy, excuse me, chapter 5, verse 23, this young preacher was having some stomach issues and Paul told him not to drink only water, but drink a little wine for your infirmity. And then I had to take a station break and say, I ain't, you know. The point I was proving was that Paul told Timothy, Paul told Timothy, Paul told, so holy, actually God told Timothy, but God told Timothy through Paul. And some of the major problems we have in church even today, and if you look back over time and wonder why, they would always post a pastor messing up and post a pastor falling and post issues about the church was to get you to dishonor and disbelieve this position so that when God spoke through this position, you still wouldn't hear this position, although it was God that was speaking. Because Paul, uh, Timothy could have ignored Paul and kept drinking water. And that, that issue, we don't know what it was, that issue would have ended up killing him rather than listening to Holy Spirit who was speaking to Paul to mitigate what it was doing. So we have to bring the honor back to the pulpit. Amen. And what you have to do as a member is stop concerning yourself with a pastor that's in California is doing because you don't even live there. You don't go there. You don't tie there or here. That's a little shade. But you're more concerned about what that pastor is doing. 
and you get off because what he doing and you not even in the same state nor in the same church that the pastor messed up when your pastor ain't doing none of that. And it's ironic that you got more members shacking, stealing, but they don't post their stuff. You know why? Because you never know when a sheep is gone. The Bible didn't say smite the sheep and the people and the sheep will scatter. It says smite, smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. So we got to get this honor back here and you got to learn how to listen. Well, I can hear God all by myself, but then throw the whole Bible away because he used man to write it for, so you can know him. So don't listen to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Don't listen to none of them. Just get to know God by yourself with your smart self. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's keep moving. That ain't in my review. Uh, and so I'm telling you by the inspiration of God that we are not, I said on last week, we're not policing our health. We're not eating healthy. We're blessing stuff that's killing us. And then asking God why. Let me pause here and ask you to do me a favor. Grow up. Stop all this when everything is going right in your life. God is so good. And then as soon as a, a storm comes in your life, why me, Lord? Grow up. It's proof that you are still a child. Grow up. Stop complaining all the time. Grow up. Storms come. Grow up. Stop all the complaining. Why me, Lord? Why are you taking me through this? How you know it's God? Grow up. We're too mature. And some of you have been with me too long. Speaking by the Spirit of the Lord. Grow your butt up. Stop acting so immature about everything. That's a devil out there. You're not on his side and he don't like you. So he's going to send storms in your life. Grow up and get in faith. That wasn't in my notes either, but I felt like saying it. Policing, by definition, we said, means to regulate, to oversee, and to give order to. You got to give order to your eating and not let your eating give order to you. Your life will tell you, go get me that hot dog. Okay, you said it. Go get, go, the hot sign on. Yes, it is. I'm going to eat like today. You get up to the window, and they say, is that all you, you ordering a small? Is that all you have? And then that insulted you. Like, you said, I'm, I'm going to eat like today. They said a small, and then they say, you getting a small? And that, that, that was insulting to you. Yeah, I'm big. I ain't small. I'm a, I'm a grown person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Make, supersize that. What was I thinking? At any time in this message, you can raise your hand and repent. You ain't even got to say it. Just do like this and we know you repent. Just, just like that. That's it. That's it. That's it. Bring that, bring that to an open shame. We talked about the importance of knowing your family history. That, as, uh, that people, I'm not, I'm not making this a black or white thing, but I'm, I'm just, I, I grew up black, so I, can, I know I could talk more from this vantage, that I know in our black community, we don't, we don't talk about why folk died. We keep that a secret, and we don't talk about what sickness going on in the family. Matter of fact, somebody get COVID, we don't even want to say it. It's like it's a shame. Things have been so, everything got to be political. What's politically correct? What is that? What is that? What, 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 I, I want to be true. Forget being politically correct. 
right? We don't even want to talk about it. People scared to say I got COVID. It, it, ain't, like, it ain't like you turn into a demon if you get COVID. Like, you're like, COVID. No, no, no. It's a virus. It's a virus. Let's normalize it. It's a virus. And if you catch it, no weapon form will prosper. Why are we tripping? And we act like we ain't never been through this before. Like the world is changing. You're on the other side of swine flu. You're on the other side of polio. You're on the other side of all this stuff. Some of that stuff lasted five years. And you're tripping like you're about to lose your mind. Grow up. Grow up. Why to believe in such fear during this moment? Why y'all in fear? Grow up. The world about to come to an end. Who said that? We gave you 10 reasons why health is important. Lifespan is shortened in an unhealthy body. God is not pleased when we have an unhealthy body. See, everybody, everybody want to preach about, and, and this ain't, you know, I, I ain't shaming nobody because you can be, uh, unhealthiness is not a size. Unhealthy is a condition. Y'all hear what I just said? Unhealthy has nothing to do with size. Unhealthy has to do with condition. So I'm talking about condition. And so we, 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 from the pulpit, man, we, we, know, we, know, we, know, we know beat some people down. And then the one that's talking is unhealthy, beating the people down. As if, as if the unhealthiness don't mean nothing to God, but the shack can do. Like, 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 oh, God just hate unforgiveness, but he just forgive you for eating that, 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 that third biscuit and you know you ain't eat it. So we can get away with being gluttonous, but you can't get away with unforgiveness. We send people to hell if they commit suicide from a mental illness, but we don't do nothing with our parents who died, who overate themselves to death. And the sugar took them out because they didn't control, they eat, they didn't police how they ate. Now they going to heaven because they prayed. But the person who caught the mental illnesses as a result of mental illness end up killing themselves. They're going straight to hell. But the, the overeating person, they just going to bust heaven gates wider. They will bust it open, but it ain't going to be heaven gates. <laughs> See how hypocritical we are from this place? As if that don't mean nothing to God. We said purposes and visions are threatened in an unhealthy body. You can't live. There, there are certain things you can't even do with your kids. You can't run with them. Frisbee, football, go to the amusement park. One of the things that shamed me, and they, they're not here, that I don't even know who the woman was, but I cried. Lord, I, I, I almost, I cried inside. I didn't cry outside because I, I was in the public, so I wasn't going to let them see that. But um, they made this lady at the uh, fairgrounds get off the ride, and I was so hurt. And she walked away, and her, they was hugging on it, and I was like, oh, God. That just breaks my heart, man. And so, purposes and visions are threatened in an unhealthy body. You should, be want to, you should want to be healthy for yourself. Spiritual dimness occurs in an unhealthy body. The Word of God comes under uncalled for scrutiny in an unhealthy body. And uh, I'm going to wait till Marco get here next week and give you his testimony, how, how uh, his, his doctor's appointment, something was going on in his body, and uh, he had to go to the doctor, found out his heart 
was barely working, didn't even know it, moving around and everything. The doctor, gave, he took the orders from the doctor, but he went on a fast. And on the fast, God told him what to do with his, with his, with his body, went back to the, uh, the oncologist. I, I think that's what the uh, heart doctor's call, right? An oncologist. Huh? Cardiologist, thank you. Went back to his cardiolo- uh, ca- cardiologist, and, and he said, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he told the doctor, he said, well, I'm doing what you told me to do. Watch this. But I also went on a fast, and God told me what to do. He said, your heart that was at 25 is now at 85. I'm going to let him tell the whole testimony. Watch this, watch this. This point, this point. See, sometimes God will confirm his word with the signs by coming to me and telling me I did what he told me to say. Watch this now. This, this fifth point, the word of God comes under uncalled for scrutiny and in an unhealthy body. Not only, watch this, not only did, was he able to give a witness, because that's a witness when you work the word and, and the word brings manifestation. Watch this. Right there in the doctor's office, the doctor got saved. The doctor got saved in the office. Because he said, I did what you told me to do, but I also listened to the one that gave me the body. And the one that gave me the body told me to do this, and, and, and the doctor couldn't believe it, and the doctor gave his life to Christ. See, the church shouldn't be under uncalled for scrutiny. The church is supposed to be up under persecution and certain sufferings. But the church is not supposed to be up under uncalled for scrutiny because our lives are not proving out what this word says oh praise the lord i'm gonna say something today man going okay okay families and homes come under challenge in an unhealthy body we end up in our in older age having to keep loved ones and putting certain pressures on the family because we don't even insure ourselves uh, properly so if those things do show up we have the money and the support to take care of us Praise the Lord. Life costs more in an unhealthy body. Medicine costs. And without the right insurance, you don't pay half the price or 10% of the price. You pay the whole price. And some medication is up to $200. Our future can have the challenge of stress rather than rest in an unhealthy body. When you should be in your prime after you've, quote, retired or, you know what I'm saying, you should be, be able to have your ease, a little ease inside. You ain't got to get up as as you to and punch a clock. You get what I'm saying? You do what you want to. You walk to the kitchen with nothing on it. Come on back and get in the bed. With that. You know, it's your house. Do whatever you want to do. You got it? I don't know if that was too much information. I don't know if y'all, that y'all couldn't handle it, but you get what I'm saying. You're free now. You're a little more freer than you was. But watch this. You can't enjoy it. See, what you do today will meet you in your tomorrow. And if you ever find something in your tomorrow that you don't like, just look back and saw what you, see what you did in your yesterday. What am I saying? You may not ever see the effects. Some of you may not even care what I'm talking about right now. It's over your head, right? I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you later on in your tomorrow. And what will your later on in your tomorrow look like? And watch this. You determine what the later on in your tomorrow will look like by what you're doing today. May not catch you today. May not bother you right now. But when you get older and things in the body are not as strong as they used to be, did you give the body what it needs to help maintain a strength? Or were you not concerned with that? Boy, this is a good message right here. 
lack of confidence, vitality, and get up in an unhealthy body. I was working out with my son yesterday, and at the end of the exercise, he said, let's stretch. I said, okay, that's a good idea. Whew. I said, my God, man. He said, yeah, boy, you tight. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got to start doing this more often. Listen to me, man. I want to help you out real quick. Always be able to maintain the stretch of touching your toes Amen. and keep your hips loose. I talk about it more in the man's meeting. Sickness has a greater chance of prevailing in an unhealthy body. Now, let's move into today's message. I'm going to give you a statement. We, we ready to go. A lot of people died not because they weren't in faith, not because they were bad people, not because... They did not believe. This was our ending statement on last week. They died because, and I changed it up just a little bit, they died because they did not consider the part that eating healthy played in God's promise of long life, health, and strength. Their bodies failed, not their faith to be healed. The sad irony is some people in the hospital have the faith they're going to die. They're going to die because their body, they body ain't going to be able to keep up because they didn't do right by their body. Don't mean they wasn't in faith. Thank God they're going to get a glorified body. But sometimes, <laughs> we'll talk about that later on. Here's today's focus point. If all the promises of God are received by faith and healing falls under promise and faith is a lifestyle of our corresponding action to the word. Then believers are not failing in their belief in healing, but in our life routine of eating for health and healing. Come on, say life routine. You've got, you've got to renew your mind to a life routine of eating for health and healing. Are you listening? You can't start to eat for health just when the body or organs start to break down. There were possible warnings or signs long before then. See, here's what we often try to do. We do it. I got a message that's coming up that's going to really help y'all, man, but we do it. I know why believers fail. I know why believers fail because y'all only keep God on speed dial. You only keep God on speed dial. What do you mean, Pastor, when you say speed dial? When you need him? When the stuff go bad? Now you try to run to God, run into the house of the Lord, run and start sowing. You start trying to run and do everything now the pastor been talking to. Run and start eating right. You try to run and start doing all this stuff, hoping to reverse something that's been talking to you for years. And then God need to come through or where you at, God? Like, like, he was, he was two years ago trying to get you to develop a constant relationship with him. So you just wouldn't be running to him when you need him. Amen. Years ago, he was talking to you about that issue, about that pain, that sharp pain that was hitting you, trying to get you to stop just going to your, 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 your medicine cabinet and pulling out an extra strength Advil. Years ago, he was trying to talk to you. But you didn't, as long as I can find something that will numb it, that will allow me to keep doing what I'm doing, shut up, God. And now that the doctor give you six months, three months, and we got to put you in operation or, or you at this fourth or fifth stage, Lord, why you do me like this, God? So you better stop blaming me because I was trying to talk to your hard head, won't listen to me, don't need church, you know, do what you want to do. I was talking to you two years ago and you wasn't hearing me. 
So don't go making me your fault, which is what we love to do. We love to make God our fault. And he's a loving God. He's yet talking to us and we're yet ignoring him. And then it all becomes his fault. We got to stop this. You got to learn how to develop a constant relationship with God. You got to carve out some time and spend some time with God asking him when, what, and where. Notice I didn't say don't ask him why because he ain't obligated to tell you why. He gives you the when, he gives you the what, he gives you the where. Don't ask him why because he ain't obligated to tell you why. That's called faith and trusting him at his word. Let me tell you something. You got time? Go on your phone. Don't go right now. Go on your phone when you leave out of here and open up your Instagram app. Open up your Facebook app. And I don't understand what grown folk doing with TikTok, but you got it. Open up your TikTok app. <clears throat> open up your TikTok app. And there's a section in the app that will tell you it's runtime. Tell you it's runtime. And all you got to do is look at teenager, adult, all you got to look at is your runtime on social media. Write it down and then just look at your Bible and guesstimate your runtime with your Bible. And then you get back with me and tell me you don't have time. And you got hours on Facebook. You got hours runtime on Instagram. You got hours and days runtime on TikTok. But when we look at your runtime with the Bible, it's 10 minutes, it's five minutes. It may be open close. And with this type of relationship, open close, this type of relationship, you want blessings to be in your house. With this type of relationship, open close. You want to be able to just prophesy on point. You want, you want God to trust you with his anointing. You want God to trust you with his favor. You want God to trust you to be a philanthropist. With that type of relationship, you want to be able to hear God when he needs to speak to you about your body, something that's killing you right now but won't show up till later. Listen at this. You can't start to eat for health just when the body or the organ starts to break down. There were possible warning signs long before then. Our, listen at this, listen at this. Our urine, <laughs> I was laughing when I wrote this, uh, and our stool gives us warning to what is happening inside our body. That is why <laughs> you unconsciously look at them after they leave your body because they are indicators. It's telling you something. It, 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 smell, color, consistency, yeah. the lack thereof, stuck. Yeah. <laughs> the flow of are all, listen, listen, the flow of it are all congratulatory or warning signs of if everything is good or if something needs inward attention. 
Really, number two should bring everybody up out the bathroom like this, up on the good foot. Up on the good foot. Come on, say up on the good foot. If number two cut you, bring you out, it's telling you you're not eating right. That's, that's a sign of bad digestion. You got, to, you got to lean on somebody. You come out after number two. You got to take a break. You tired because you was in there working. I want to make it fun and funny and real at the same time. You coming up like, like you've been working? That means inwardly we're overworking. Something's wrong. You need to give some attention to your eating. And it often ties back to your eating. Because actually your tongue is the top of your rectum. Okay, I, we'll talk more. I got more messages coming with them. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. Here's a side note. I, what I love about fasting is that fasting is a part of eating. I'll get more into it next week. Fasting is a part of eating. Fasting is not only given to help decrease, decrease weight and, and not only given to flush out. It's also given to flush out the body. It's, it's given to get that stuff that's caked on, your, on the walls of your stomach and your large and your small intestines. You stop eating and you drink eight to ten glasses of water a day to flush all that stuff out, right? So that, so that viruses and sicknesses don't have the opportunity to attach themselves to the food that's caked on the walls of your stomach and, and inside your small and large intestines so that stuff can flush out so that viruses and sicknesses don't have anything to attach themselves to. That's why he gave us fast. And then when you, when you renew your mind, see, you're trying, to put, you're trying to put what I'm giving you is new wine. You're trying to put new wine in old wine skin. That's why it's hard for you to get it. The Bible says the new wine will bust the old wine skin. So you got to get rid of the old wine skin, the old mindset. See, you're trying to take all this good word and put it in an old wine skin. It's going to bust it every time. Not going to make sense. Praise the Lord. Let's keep on moving. What my time? Ooh, got good time. Okay. Men. Men. Just got one. I, I, I got, got, okay, got two men. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, Rube. I, I, Rube, I want you to be the first one, Rube. One way you, why you, Rube, you up over there? You good? This, okay, you went about just one way you at, Rube. Let's try that one more time. Men, there we go. Why are you so afraid to go see the doctor? Why does stuff happen in our, your body, and you don't tell nobody? False manhood. False manhood. We're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to hurt. We're supposed to be strong. And what that did in your mind is being strong is a strong men don't tell folk when they hurt. Crazy. Amen. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Money is, being, is coming out your check every week. For BCBS, and I know you don't even know what that is because your wife takes care of everything. That's the acronym for Blue Cross Blue Shield. And something happened in your body, and you get up, 
and say, I'm all right. Just taking it. Counselor growing. Just taking it. And you don't break down to the person you should have been until it's at stage five. What's wrong with us? See, we too caught up in whether we're alpha male or delta male or beta male or chamomile or whatever. All this old crazy. We keep taking all that world stuff and put on us. Alpha man ain't nothing but a conceived, self-absorbed, all about you. That's, that's what an alpha male is. We take, we've taken animal... <laughs> Well, we so we so smart as humans, boy. It amazes me. We we take an animal level, level because when we really when you look at out, that really comes from the animal kingdom. We've taken those things and put them on us. When we're the hierarchy of the creation, he made us like him, and here we are categorizing ourselves rather than just being the God man that he created us. We're here putting ourselves in categories. We're so smart. We are so smart. And then you women, you fall for it. Don't be up there talking about, yeah, you fall. I want me an alpha male. Well, you want a man that don't care about you. That it's your job to go by his rules. Then you so cuckoo that you now alpha woman. Like, why is the world, we don't see God saying any of it. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. And we're trying to do everything but get back his image. We just, I don't know, we just so, we falling so far. But see, that's that what happened when you don't spend time. That's what happened when you don't spend time. Men, please listen to me. You cannot be private about something being wrong with you. It's foolish and it's not manly. Now, don't like me now because the, the medicine don't taste good when you first take it. But, man, you're going to love me later. If you married, your wife need to know when something's going on with you. And, 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 and wife, I would challenge you to, to tell him, okay, okay, don't tell me when nothing's going on. Don't expect me to keep you if something happened then. Since you don't want to bring me in on it right now, then just keep it to yourself the whole time. Because now when you, when you broke down and you can't move, now you got to look over there at her when you should have kept her in the loop the whole time. If you're going to be the man, be the man. And don't be a boy and tell her, baby, this is something going on in here and we need to go get this checked out. Because we, we are two, we are one. We're not two. That's not even your body. That's really her body. And ladies, let me tell you, that's not your body. That's his body according to scripture. So you don't have the right to withhold information from her about her body or from him about his body. Amen. Amen. Lights, y'all still looking at me. I appreciate y'all. Y'all still talking to me. I used to be like that. I'm all right. I'm all right. Then I'm hurting so bad that I, baby, come here. We got to go to the emergency. I thought you was all right. No, man, we need to talk. You need to tell somebody. You need to open your, stop carrying this stuff. Listen, I got the testimony of my family. Had asked my family if I could go that deep into that testimony. But, but I got the testimony of someone that tried to hold something. And it cost them their life. Talk. Come on, say talk. talk. 
Now, I don't know. I'm a man, so I don't know if it's like that for the, you know, y'all will go, y'all will go to the doctor in a minute. Your eyelashes just won't sit right. I, I need to go see the doctor. That is, y'all, you know, so. Okay, okay, I got to get down somewhere. Here's a point. We, 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 here's a point. We do not have to get old. Listen to me carefully. We do not have to get old and have all the talked about elements in our bodies. Listen to me. Don't receive it. Don't claim it. Don't speak it. Claim your promise and eat towards it. Listen, and not always for the moment. First, listen, Isaiah 33, 24, listen to it, the Passion Bible. No one living in Zion, anytime you see Zion, that's representation of the church. No one in Zion will say, I am sick. For all who live there, Zion, the church, will have their sin forgiven. Now, to the person, I want to talk to somebody now, I want to talk to somebody, listen carefully. To the person that knew nothing about this, Somebody's dealing with a sickness in their body right now. Somebody's taking medication for something. To the person that knew nothing about this, listen to me carefully. Here's your answer. You didn't know anything about this. You've been eating bad, and because of that eating bad, you've been eating because of generationally this, how your family did it, and you didn't know that that may have had a tie-in to where we see what they quote call the generational curse showing up in the family line, right? Uh, to break the curse, you have to break the habit. It ain't hard. It ain't hard. Find out what habit brought it in, and you break the habit. If daddy was a, uh, papa was a rolling stone, wherever he laid his hat was his home, keep your hat on your head. That's all you got to do. He took his hat off too many places. Keep your hat on your head. Break the curse. In other words, stay with one. You got it? You know that that's what, what, what you fight against and you pray against it. You open up to your spouse about it. This is what went on in our family. We need to be praying against this. We need to be eating against this. Does that make sense? Now listen to this. Um, to, the per to that person. And, 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 and you were eating out of order and you were dealing with an illness or you were unhealthy. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. God wants you healed. Did you hear what I just said? Jesus took sickness and disease to the cross. God does not use sickness to get our attention. It's not Bible. God put this up. God did not send COVID. God does not use, he would not put sickness on his son and nail it to the cross and then take sickness off the cross and use it. It is not of God. It's not Bible. Now, you can, you can make it yours if you want to, but the scripture declares that we know God, that Jesus is the express image of the invisible God. And Jesus said, if you've seen the Father, you've seen me. And Jesus said, the express image of God said, I came not to destroy men's lives, but to save men's lives. So anything that's harmful that comes into your life to take you out is not of God. God. Now you can go back to that Old Testament and pick some of that old stuff up if you want to, but we know God through Jesus now, not through the prophets of old. We know him through Jesus. I'm going to stay with Jesus. Now if you want to go get, get that old stuff, then go rock with it, roll with it. I'm going to stay with Jesus, the healer. 
the provider, the shelter in the time of storm, the bridge over troubled water, the one who fights my battle, and the one who heals me of all of my sicknesses and diseases. I'm going to stick with Jesus. Go wherever you want to go, but I'm going to stick with Jesus. Run to Isaiah if you want to, but Isaiah was pointing to Jesus. The problem with us that I, I keep telling y'all, the church is not dressed properly. We didn't address them in Isaiah, we didn't address them in Joel, we didn't address them in Jeremiah, we didn't address them in Daniel, but we've not dressed them in Jesus. We've not even dressed them in who the prophets were even pointing to. And it's bad to be improperly dressed. Matter of fact, you can't get into some places if you don't have on the right. Oh my God, catch that one in the spirit. So maybe we're really not getting into what this Bible has promised us because we don't have on the right outfit. Because every promise would recognize Jesus because he's the one that said it. That was heavy right there. Jesus would heal the person. Listen, I'm talking to that person and they say, go and sin. I got four minutes. I'm taking all of that. Jesus would go to the person and say, go and sin no more, right? Here's why he said that. He was telling the person that they had to change from doing the thing that brought the sickness into their lives. Be listen, listen. The healing forgives to change the course of action so that you can see salvation lived out. So Jesus was saying, okay, you've been healed. Your sins are forgiven. Now go and sin no more. Don't keep committing that sin because it's that sin that's bringing the sickness. Amen. That's what he means, go and sin. So what I'm saying is God has healed us. By his stripes you were healed. Here's what we've got to do. Go and sin no more, which means we got to check the body to see what the body don't want so that we can see the healing that has already been given us. Here's a side note. What often happens is the healing never manifests because there was no change in the actions that brought it to life. You were to receive life from Jesus and give or render death to the act. Does that make sense? If you've had hands laid on you for healing or if you were healed uh, from the laying on of hands and it comes back, listen to me. You never have to say the man is a false prophet because you got healed. Here's what you have to do. Number one, check your belief. Number two, check your language. And number three, check your lifestyle. Before you ever come back and say it didn't work, before you ever say the word don't work, check your belief. Check your language and then check your lifestyle. I want to talk real quick. I think I can get this in in two minutes. Uh, and then we'll stop. I want to talk about two types of eating. I want to talk about eating under the law, and I'm not going to put anything in here. I just want to read it out so you can get it, right? I want to talk about law versus grace. So, eating under the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the people were under the law of Moses. The law, the law of Moses had three divisions. It had a ceremonial division, it had a moral division, and it had a civil division division. Now watch this. The moral law dealt with character, 
it was the ethical, the ethical side of humanity. It dealt with behavior, and it also dealt with internal attitude, unforgiveness, bitterness. That's what the moral law dealt with, right? Then we had the civil side of Moses' law. The side of Moses' law was a civil law. It, was, uh, it dealt with the national law. It was laws against witchcraft and idolatry, uh, which carried a little the theological side to it. It dealt with inheritances, penal laws, what was the punishment for doing certain things, Watch this. And, and it also dealt with health, and it was also the part of the law that dealt with health and sanitary. Now, ceremonial laws, real quickly, were the, uh, dealt with the sacrificial system, the blood sacrifices, the religious feasts that were practiced, and the Sabbath day. It was the ritual system regarding ceremonial purity. If a woman was in her menstrual cycle seven days after, be washed three days after that. You get what I'm saying? Be cleansed. It dealt with circumcision. It dealt with some health, but it also had the dietary side of the law connected to it. Now listen to this. Under ceremonial laws, God gave... Uh, 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 um, specific, he gave specific instructions to the Hebrew children's diet, Right? Now, the diet consisted of things that were categorized, listen, to them as clean and unclean. To who? Yeah. To them as clean and unclean, holy and unholy. So it was clean and unclean, holy and unholy to who? Yeah. To them. Now listen carefully. It was not pointing out or necessarily focusing on the animal and that all of those animals noted as unclean were unclean. Please listen. Or not edible. God was using the animals to point to and separate a people to himself and to call them who did not eat those things ceremonial, clean, pure, and holy, it was a setting apart. Are you listening to me? Uh, and, 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 and clean unto himself and to those who follow the law of Moses. And they would experience as a result of that, God's overflowing abundance, peace, protection, joy, prosperity, and healing. Now, Galatians now, because remember now, the law is an incomplete, I mean, the Old Testament is an incomplete revelation. Galatians 3, verses 24 and 25, for the sake of time, I'll just have to give it to you, teaches that the law was a schoolmaster. That's all it was. Watch this. It was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Don't miss it. And then the Bible also teaches in Romans chapter 8, verse 2 through 4, that Christ fulfilled the law. Then the ceremonial law, those eating and not eating of things, was actually brought into Christ. So now he becomes the decisioner of what we eat and what we don't eat, not the law of Moses. Christ becomes the decisioner. So when we dress ourselves in Christ, Christ tells us individually what our bodies can have and what our bodies can't have, not the law of Moses. We're separated unto God now 
through Christ, not through the law of Moses. Romans 8, verse 2 says, uh, uh, Christ has redeemed, no, no, that's Galatians 3. Uh, Romans 8 and 2 says, uh, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ hath made us free from the law of sin and death. The next verse says, for the law, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Does that make sense? I got to get out of here. And so here's what you got to understand. Let's talk about eating under the New Testament because I don't want to leave you right there. Under the New Testament, Christ has fulfilled the law. We are holy in him. They were holy in keeping the law. We are holy in Christ. Are you listening to me? Therefore, we are not held to the ceremonial laws of Moses. However, now our bodies are now temples of Holy Spirit, and we are not our own. So we cannot treat the body how we want. We must listen as Holy Spirit, and our bodies tell us what we should and should not eat, and if unclean, it is because Holy Spirit or body says so. Holy Spirit guides us of what is good for us and what is bad for us. And you've got to see that in 1 Timothy chapter 4, there at verse 5, and I'm done. We'll pick up, we'll pick up next week for this other type because next week I'm going to talk about the two different, uh, second type of eating is event eating and lifestyle eating. And most of us like event eating. Most of us aren't in lifestyle eating. Like, you can't wait till the fast is over with. I'm telling you, lifestyle eating, had, had, it's not what you've been fighting off all week. You've been fighting off lifestyle eating all week. You've been fighting off event eating. Because to be honest with you, we are doing fruits and vegetables, right? That's lifestyle eating. That, that ain't, so, so you can't say that's been your struggle all week. Because you don't have to fight that off. You can receive that. If a, if, if, if a vegetable hits your mind, you can say, here I come. <laughs> it's the event eating that you're rebuking. Oh, I rebuke, I rebuke you, Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> oh, I rebuke you, hot wings. I command you to go now, fly away now in Jesus' name. <laughs> it's that event stuff that we have to rebuke and curse. Now watch this. Uh, 1 Timothy 4 and 5. That's it. Let's <laughs> oh, God. Go back to 4. I'm done. Watch this. For every creature, for every creature, for every creature of God is good. But in the Old Testament, under law, there was some that were clean and unclean. There was some that were holy and we're in the New Testament, for every creature of God is good and nothing to be if it be received with, as praying over your food, watch this, for it is sanctified by the, by the word of God and, and prayer. But now we even got to make sure that we are policing that scripture as it pertains to our lives. You know my testimony, in over 23 years, I've not even eaten pork because God told me to take that out of my diet. So although... I, I, you have your own opinion about pork. I'm not knocking. I'm just talking about me. Although pork may not, although according to Scripture, it may be good. For me, it's bad because God told me to take it out of my diet. The moment God told me to take it out of my diet, it was no longer good for me. Does that make sense? So there are going to be some good things if you really 
really, really lock in like you're supposed to for this last week on this fast, and you really, really purpose intentionally to be listening to God, there are going to be some good things that God is going to take out your diet. It's some good things he's going to tell you. And, and listen, obey God. It may be for a year. He may tell you, just don't do this for a whole year. Just take this out of your diet for a whole year. Remember, now, Holy Spirit can see down the street and around the corner. You can't. So he knows if letting that sit in your body over this period of time, your, your work schedule, the way things change, your exercise regimen, that ain't going to fully digest. It ain't going to fully pass through your body. And if it sits in your body, the way it'll sit in your body, it can become cancerous. It, become, it can turn into anything. And God said, I need you to take that out of your diet for a whole year for me. Just let it go. You know what you need to say? Yes, Lord, don't fight with it. What about Bible? You say it's good. It ain't good right now. Take it out your diet if you want to live. Here's what God says, and I close. He said, behold, I sit before you. Life, death, blessings, curses, choose. He said, but I'm going to give you the answer, though. Choose life so that you and your family can live. What I'm asking you to do is, this week, this our last week, I need you to go in harder. I need you to go in harder. Every day, eight to ten glasses of water. Some of us still hadn't allowed our system to flush through the fast so we can get the healing that the fast is supposed to give to us. Listen, if you ain't losing weight, you ain't fasting. If something don't fall off, you ain't fasting. I'm telling you now. I went from 178 pounds. For the first week, I did only water. I, I did, a, like, I did a, some protein juice because I was still trying to work out, you know, because I knew what was going to happen to me. I'm, I'm slim. Don't call me skinny. I don't like that word. I'm slim. Then I got skinny. You get what I'm saying? I went from 178 pounds to 160 pounds in 70 days. Now, I just did, I only, y'all ate from, at sundown, y'all were able to eat. If you're not losing weight, if something ain't falling off, because there's weight in the stuff that's in your gut that the water's supposed to flush out. If your weight is not changing a little bit, you need to say, man, am I really committed to this fast? Because something's supposed to change in me. Will we, will we commit to using this last week to get real serious about this fast? Focus in real hard. There's some things God want to say to you. But if you won't commit to it, see, it's one thing to say I do, but it's another thing to commit to it. I'm asking you to commit to it. Commit to the fruits and vegetables. Commit to the water. Stay away from the juices that are acidic because your body is developing acid and it don't need to fight with you putting acid in it. Pomegranate juice, apple, I want to say apple. I may be wrong with that one. Juices that are not acidic. That's what you, because you need to be flushing your body. Are y'all listening to me? Man, I want you healthy. I want you to live a long time. God wants you to live a long time. That's why he's given us this. Let's pray, Father. Thank you. Thank you for the word. I know I took a little extra time, Lord, but God, I just want to, I want to hammer home the point that you want our bodies healed, Father. You want our communities to be healthier than they are, and it starts with us. It starts with your church, Father. And so, Father, just I'm praying that this last week of this fast, you're going to speak, we're going to hear, we're going to obey and move as you tell us to move. We'll, we'll counsel what you tell us to counsel. We'll add to our diets what you tell us to add to our diets. We'll take out what you ask us to take out. If you tell us to go even further, Father, because you have more you want to share with us, God, we're going to obey you because we want the long life that you promised. We want this promise active in our lives. Not only for you, but we want to be healthy for ourselves and for our families, Lord. And so, God, I thank you for this word. May your people be blessed forevermore by it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.